0: Okay. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Welcome to Free Association. I've got a piece lined up for this sec- section, which is Robert Malone's testimony to a Texas COVID nineteen hearing, the Texas State Senate, and uh, it happened on June the twenty eighth, twenty twenty two. I think it's worth hearing. It's worth it's worth me playing. So here he is. This is Dr. Robert Malone.
1: Uh, thank you, Madam Chairman and members of the committee. I'm honored to be here. I'm here on a voluntary basis at the request of the committee. My name is Robert Wallace Malone. I'm a physician licensed in Maryland, and a graduate of UC Davis, UC San Diego, University of Maryland uh, and uh, Northwestern University, as well as Harvard for a fellowship in clinical research. I spent my career working in the field of medicine, particularly in vaccine technology and biodefense. I am a vaccinologist. Earlier in my career, I had a series of discoveries when I was at the Salk Institute that led to nine issued patents filed approximately 1989 to 1990 that are considered by most to be the foundation technology upon which the mRNA vaccines have been built. There have been additional advances since then I don't take credit, and I did not in any way claim to have invented these vaccines. Just wanted to get that out. I'm a specialist in clinical research, medical affairs, regulatory affairs, project management, proposal management, particularly large federal grants and contracts, vaccines and biodefense. I've won well over $2 billion in grants and contracts. I often chair, or in the past have chaired, study sections for large uh, vaccine grants and contracts for the NIAD. I've met Tony Fauci multiple times. I am a deep specialist in government affairs, particularly in the vaccines and biodefense space. I particularly work with the Defense Threat Reduction Agency um, historically, so a branch of the Department of Defense focused on uh, biodefense. I'm here to talk to you about the policies relating to vaccines and early treatment for SARS-CoV-2 through the various surges, and my thoughts and recommendations for future public health events as the committee has requested that I do. I'll do so to the best of my ability in speaking plainly. Um, I hope that uh, nothing I say will offend. That's not my intention. And I'm certainly not here to point fingers or to cause rifts or conflict. In terms of my own experience, I've been deeply involved in multiple prior outbreak responses, including AIDS, the post-anthrax and smallpox scare, Actually, did a lot of the due diligence for the uh, smallpox vaccine products for the Department of Defense and their adverse events. I'm deeply experienced in influenza, influenza vaccine development, Ebola, Zika, and now SARS-CoV-2. I've been working nonstop on SARS-CoV-2 since I got a phone call from Wuhan from a member of the intelligence community on January 2nd of 2020. During prior outbreaks, in my experience, CDC served as a reliable source of impartial up-to-date and accurate public health data for physicians, state, and local local public health officials. Prior to SARS-CoV-2, the teaching and practice and governmental response has been that the federal CDC advises state public health authorities who have the authority and responsibility, according to the U.S. Constitution, to manage their own public health policies and regulate the practice of medicine. This is your responsibility, and up until the present, that's always been acknowledged The role of the federal government is in consultation and support and advice. This approach has not been implemented during the COVID crisis, as we've been discussing. During SARS-CoV-2, COVID-19 outbreak, new policies and practices have been implemented. The NIH, and particularly NIAID, have developed and propagated treatment protocols throughout the United States. I was very glad to hear the testimony of the uh, prior um, contributor uh, about his own hospital practices. In most cases, the protocols developed by the NIH have been developed in a non-transparent manner without hearings or significant public comment by independent physician – practicing physicians. Apparently, these have have been developed largely under the strong influence and oversight of a small number of government officials predominantly Dr. Fauci and his former trainee Dr. Burks, particularly under the prior administration. Development of vaccine products have been accelerated and historic non-clinical clinical development and regulatory practices have been discarded in a quest for speed under specific pressure from the executive branch in the prior administration. Development of repurposed drugs and treatment strategies have paradoxically been aggressively blocked or inhibited by both NIH and FDA, apparently due to requirements in the Federal Emergency Use Authorization statute language, requiring lack of available alternatives as a predicate to granting emergency use authorization to a new product, including a vaccine product. In this case with this outbreak the cdc has played a more supportive role to nih in contrast to prior where nih niaid has focused on clinical research and early product development and the cdc is focused on public health policy we know according to the new york times article in president's day that the cdc has become politicized particularly during the current administration and has actively withheld information which has been deemed as posing risk for exacerbating quote vaccine hesitancy During the current outbreak, the CDC has not fulfilled its traditional role as a neutral collector, arbiter, and reporter of public health data. CDC has, under FOIA, admitted to failing to perform obligated monitoring, analysis, and reporting of VARES and related vaccine safety data. We heard testimony earlier about the uh, reliance of the state of uh, Texas personnel on uh, the evaluation of VAERS from the CDC, and we now know that the CDC failed to perform their uh, required tasks relating to VARES analysis assigned to them by Congress. As a consequence, neither patients, physicians, nor public health officials have been able to assess up-to-date information concerning vaccine effectiveness and safety. This has compromised the informed consent process. CDC has actively promoted and marketed vaccination with an unlicensed emergency use authorized product with over $1 billion in US federal funding expended to both market the products and to censor those who've raised concerns regarding vaccine safety and effectiveness. This is not an opinion. It is well documented through Freedom of Information Act document disclosure. FDA, NIH, and CDC, together with World Health Organization, have cooperated to actively restrict, demean, and deprecate the use of multiple currently available licensed drugs for treatment of COVID-19 by licensed practicing physicians who are the ones who have the authority to establish local standard of care, not the CDC and not the NIH, and have facilitated retaliation against physicians who do not follow the treatment guidelines established and promoted by the NIH. I was very glad to hear that is not happening with the hospital that was just uh, testifying. It's historically, the NIH has neither mandate nor significant prior experience in developing and implementing universal treatment guidance and protocols, and has done so in a unilateral manner without seeking meaningful input from practicing physicians. NIH leadership has acted to restrict and retaliate against highly qualified independent physicians and medical scientists who question federal management policies. We know this most notably in the case of the Great Barrington Declaration and the primary authors of that document. Again, freedom of information, disclosures of emails. It's, it's uncontrovertible. On a national basis, without respect for state boundaries, this is key, or coordination with state governments, NIH and CDC have actively engaged with and directly paid corporate media and technology and social media companies To promote federal positions and policies and to censor any discussions of policies, risks, adverse events, or treatment options other than than those which they have endorsed. Again, multiple FOIA documents demonstrate this. There is evidence in the case of the State of Florida and Governor Ron DeSantis that the federal government has intentionally withheld monoclonal antibody therapeutics as political retaliation for COVID crisis management policies implemented by the State of Florida which are not aligned with federal government policies and mandates. In Section 3 of the request from the committee for my comment, uh, they asked a series of questions relating to the effects of vaccines and the now remarkably enhanced reinfection rate in the United States population. Those questions included some detailed uh, on, um, let's say, inside baseball questions having to do with the nuance of nomenclature of effectiveness or efficacy, et cetera, I'm going to pass over those unless there's reasons for questions that are available to you in the, in the document in the interest of time. During the COVID crisis, the use of the terms immunity and effectiveness have been applied creatively by the NIH and CDC leadership. First to refer, refer to prevention of infection, replication, and spread. Then, as those endpoints were not being met by the vaccines to prevention from hospitalization and death. Then, as those endpoints were only partially achievable to a relative reduction in hospitalization and death, which currently, based on the latest peer-reviewed data, is in the range of between 30 and 60% of fully vaccinated persons in high-risk categories are still at risk of hospitalization and death.
0: All right, I'm going to stop it there because he starts to get quite technical at this point. Uh, so that's probably enough to give you a, a starting point for it. It's on, it's on BitChute. The clip, the clip's about 26 minutes long in total. And I've played about 10 minutes of it. So that's enough to be giving you a, a flavour of it. Um, that's pretty much it for now. I'll probably be back a couple of times later on today, though when I find the next thing that I want to share.